same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the same Thank you, Vandello, and welcome once again to Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fury. And with me, as always, is my razor fist. Oh, <laughs> My um. end, my endless need for my father's approval, which I will never get. <laughs> it's bear. <laughs> oh my god, my, my brain just like completely locked up on razor fist because I had a completely different image in mind. Um, <laughs> you have to pay extra for that, right? That's that, that's a uh, Patreon event right there. <laughs> that's an OnlyFans Patreon, right? Event. <laughs> Uh, and with us, as always, the lovely and talented, our Aquafina, Ms. <laughs> Ms. Jennifer Allen, instantly improves any show that right? she's in. You're welcome. <laughs> we make a good team. We... <laughs> you no, make a team. that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I get to introduce our guest, which, you know, this guy, he's all right. Oh, he's thank all right. you. He's uh, <laughs> he's okay. This is Mr. Dan Schaefer, who is one of my very best friends. Thank you for being on the show. Aww, again. that's sweet of you to say. Kind of I... our go-to for martial arts shows. Yeah, you have been. That's interesting. Really? Yeah. Well, Deadly Class. Yeah, Deadly yeah. Class. I guess that that qualifies. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't know why, because you know my my martial arts skills are are a bit rusty, or in fact, rusty. I think it was because existent. I think um, it was because Jen has mentioned that you have watched martial arts films with her. Um, yeah, no, that's that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm happy to do this uh, this stuff. Awesome martial arts. Hey. If I need to be your martial arts expert, I will be your martial arts expert. A Russian martial arts expert. <laughs> uh, so uh, speaking of martial arts movies, we are doing Shang Chi today. Um, I I know that we have a lot to say about this movie, so I want to uh, talk about the comic first. Uh, we did Brothers and Sisters, which actually came out just a few years before the Shang-Chi movie. Actually, a couple years before. Like one year. It yeah, was like one year. It, it was a pandemic year. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, and it was it was meant as kind of a, a, retcon, a slight retcon to the character and to introduce people to him. Um, some interesting things before we get into this, uh, Shang-Chi's history is messed up, like his actual publication history, because Shang-Chi was originally the son of Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu, like, yes. The actual fictional character Fu Manchu. The actual fictional character. The actual fictional character. <laughs> the real fictional. <laughs> yeah, the real so, so Fu Manchu who didn't right. ever exist. Which was not a comic book character, but an actual like book character. Uh, famous in the, the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, so Shang-Chi was originally his son, and then they lost the rights to Fu Manchu, and so had this character that they had to retcon his father into something else, and that's where they came up with, with this uh, character and the Ten Rings slash the Golden Dawn slash the... Uh, Five Deadly Weapons. Five Deadly Weapons, which we get into today. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, just a really kind of fun history for a character that I don't think – I think I had heard his name. Never. I could count it on I, one hand. I know literally nothing. Yeah. Never had I heard this character's name. Before the movie? Right. Yeah. Before the movie yeah. was Before, announced. Yeah. yeah. I had seen him in stuff because I had done – he pops up in a lot of Defender stuff, him and Iron Fist. Uh, pop up a lot together. I have things to say about that. About so. Iron Fist? No, oh, okay. about like it's so close to um yeah to to <laughs> to, to to Iron Fist to the Defenders, but then go over jump over to DC, and it's like why do Marvel and DC have to do the same things and just call it different thing? I mean, they're doing the same thing. <laughs> Uh, that's a big 70s, 80s thing. Like, if something was a new character that was popular, you could you could guarantee that they would do it on the other on the other side. Right, but it's like, right. okay, we have this, you know, like, shady dude in some Asian country that's training a vast army of warriors, and he is undying, immortal. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, 
if you got a formula that works for one, so what you're saying, what you're saying is, I am Ra's al Ghul. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to John Barrowman, the greatest Ra's al Ghul (laughs) ever, ever. Uh, so Dan, um, I, I think all four of us had not read this before. So what did you think of the comic? So the comic was very interesting because I didn't read it until after I had seen the movie. And so my first reaction was, well, this is not really like the movie. How is this connected? And then um, the Shang-Chi in in the comic book, in, the, in Brothers and Sisters at least, is just a very different character. He's not yes. necessarily mm-hmm. – I mean – to some extent, he's still trying to hide who he is or at least not be who he is supposed to be, like who he was born to be, um, which is kind of – which is definitely very similar. But his – he's got connections like he had been an Avenger. He had been all these other things, right? He was just – he was not the sort of unknown that I expected. Um, uh, and then the the action in it is uh fascinating because instead of 10 rings there's five weapons and uh i mean the whole story is um i I guess it it, i liked it i I enjoyed it a lot it was just completely unfamiliar and unexpected let me put it that way yeah no i i I agree it took me a little bit to forget about the movie when i started reading the comic to be like okay this is a totally different thing get into it because they're also which i i failed to mention there was a time a period of time where the Mandarin was the stand-in for Fu Manchu, and so right. Shang-Chi was the Mandarin's son, and now he's the son of this completely different uh, guy who had a brother and started the yeah. five uh, the five deadly weapons, wow. which is, yeah, it's just, it, it seems so shuffled around that I find it pretty interesting. Um, but you had to establish, uh, okay, for real this time, this is really, really... Uh, 100% his background before you could drop a movie based on the dude. So. I guess, I guess. I mean, it, it seems to me in some ways like they developed the story for this particular uh, run of comics almost in parallel with the, the development of the movie character um, rather than sort of as a as a springboard. It's like, you know, they had to fit the movie character into the MCU, which meant adding the Ten Rings and the Mandarin that they had already um, clean up their mess teased mm-hmm. in in previous movies. But it's like there's enough in this comic book that is echoey of what's in the movie, or vice versa, that it's like they they sort of came up as two different alternate universe branches of the same kind of story, yeah. even though that's not what they are. I mean, in right. in the fiction. Right, which we'll get we'll get into more when we get to the movie part of yeah. it. But I find I find Shang Chi, and we discuss Jen and I discuss this. We watch. I like the reluctant hero uh, trope. Sure. I find that just a fascinating, fun, uh, and and Shang Chi is very very good at that in both the comic and the. Uh, although they frame it more in the comic as destiny mm-hmm. instead of right. uh, the call the call to hero. Uh, you know that is but, true. The the the. But in the comic, he's also a lot more, I guess, sure of himself is is maybe the way to think about it. Like he knows yeah. who he really is, and he's had all these other contacts, like with the MI six and the and you know having been on the Avengers. And it's like he doesn't like like it's not that he's reluctant; it's just he he's done with that. Yeah, yeah. Like I, oh, yeah. I don't want to be doing this until until his sister gets involved, right? So. Right. I feel like in the comic, you're right. I feel like he's like, okay, well, in fact, you know, he's working in this bakery and the right. old woman he's working for knows that he's a superhero. Right. Right. And she relies on that to generate business. Right. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is great. Um, yeah. So I... Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Move oh, on. I, was just, I was about to move to, to Jen and say, what did you think about the comic? Um, I was... I liked it. You know, it was, it was pretty quick read. Um, you know, the, the format was a little weird that I was reading, but, um, yeah. Digital copy, find the, uh, find the actual graphic novel, not the individual. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, oh, well, really? the, yeah, the, yeah. the, uh, speech bubbles and pictures get split across. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. a little That's hard to read. Yeah, yeah, they were kind of doing it page by page or frame by frame yeah. almost, yeah. But then the speech bubbles were dipping outside of the right, frame, yeah. so 
half of it would be on one page and then half of it would be on the other, but that's fine. I read it. Um, I liked it, but I, um, I don't, you know, I understand it's comic books were serial. So you had to have like this happen so that you could continue the story. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the sister, you know, declaring herself you know, Shang-Chi mortal en en enemy and <laughs> dipping just to show up later, I'm sure. Right. Well, yeah, I, I found parallels between that and the movie as well. Right. For the but, same reasons, really. Yeah, for the same reasons. But, you know, in the movie, it's, you know, uniting for a common against a common foe. Right. Right. And, you know, perhaps gaining the, the closeness that you had previously. Yeah, the sister in the comic book is very different in, in a lot mm -hmm. of respects from yes. the sister in the movie, right? I mean, she's she has some of the same kind of origin issues, but she's just so much more like bitter and 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 uh focused on on hating yeah. uh in the comic. She des des desperately needs therapy. <laughs> Everyone in the Marvel universe. Yeah, so she, that's undoubtedly therapy. true. Yeah. They could all use a good round of talk and there's, therapy. There's only one superhero therapist. His name is Doc Sampson. He must just be busy every day. <laughs> I mean, Tony Stark himself is a full-time job. I'm sure. What about the therapist that Lucifer sees? Oh, that's DC. Sorry. Uh, wrong, <laughs> wrong line. Also, TV show, not the comics. Bear, what'd you think of this comic? I, again, also started reading, until I realized that you had the full graphic in there, uh, started reading the weird... Oh, you gave him the full graphic. I mean, it was on the it was on the drive. <laughs> yeah, he uses the drive. I don't have to physically load all of his comics. <laughs> um, anyways... You're not married to him, either. <laughs> <laughs> See? Husbandly duties. Uh-oh, uh-oh. These are your husbandly duties. You should be doing them. Remember, everyone, everyone married out there, tablet duties are part of your <laughs> your vows now. Um, so, yeah, I started reading that, and then I got through, like, the first four or five issues or whatever it was, and I was like, oh, hey, there's a complete graphic here, and then finished up the, the other, like, three or four um, on that. It gave me big, like, 70s comic vibes. There yes. wasn't There wasn't the, you know, as many, like, thought bubbles, but... There was a lot of, it read a lot like a script from like Adam West Batman, <laughs> where he, every time they, they spoke to someone, they had to say their name or call them by name, you know, like, right. at least he doesn't have like a dozen titles like Danny Rand. Yeah. Because every time Danny Rand introduces himself, he's like, hi, I'm Danny Rand, the immortal Iron Fist, the defender of Kunlun, destroyer of the hand. How are you? <laughs> I was under, I was okay with that though, given that character. Plus, it was video, so I didn't actually have to read that. True, I didn't have to put my eyeballs through that. Um, yeah, I, it, like the the plot was pretty good. The you know the storyline I enjoyed. It was something that was completely different. I did have the thought that was stuck in my head for a second. That I was like, so this is the comic. We went from five deadly weapons to ten rings. Did we just have to double it because it was a movie? Like everything's bigger in the movies. <laughs> No, Ten Rings is actually a previous thing, but it's actually under the Mandarin, which sure, sure. Marvel is desperately trying to get away from, because yeah. as they made fun of in the movie, he's named after an orange, um, <laughs> which was a very 70s, mm -hmm. which was only a replacement for Fu Manchu. The, the history of the racism and, and especially the uh, Asian racism in comic books is just... Well, and that comes comes out of the pulp uh, yeah. history yeah. that predates comics, right? Or that, that sort of parallels the early growth of comics. This, this whole Fu Manchu thing was from pulp novels. Right. And, yeah, it's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, to go from the comics, let's dive into the movie. Because uh, I know we all have a lot of things to say about it. Recently rewatched. Dan, what did you pick up on this rewatch? Um, what did I pick up on the rewatch? That's a good question. Um. I mean, I, I find that I am, well, okay, for one thing, I'm relatively uncritical of when it comes to MCU movies. Um, like, I don't pay attention to all the things that make no sense. I right. recognize them, but I enjoy the movies so much that I don't care. Um, one thing that I definitely um, loved about this movie was that uh, I cannot get enough of Michelle Yeoh. Um, 
Absolutely. And, and I can't get enough of Michelle Yeoh and Tony Leung together. Um, Leung. Um, and and the fact that they, because I don't know, I've watched a lot of Hong Kong films with them in it uh and just i love them to pieces and they were so good in this i mean they they were i mean michelle yo especially is just um uh, a force of nature she's uh, so great i don't know if, uh, i recently watched uh everything oh, everywhere. everything everywhere oh, all at so once good. what a great movie yeah and she's just so good um so i i picked up on that and and one thing about having her having them in it is that it makes the the martial arts the kung fu in the movie seem that much more like authentic i guess yes absolutely it's not it's not just choreographed made up garbage it's like oh okay they have actual people choreographing this in the proper way um and uh that I think makes 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 me enjoy things a lot more. I I just you know it's not it's it 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 seems much more real to me when they do that when they have like actual people who know what they're doing. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, well, in in not not taking anything away from Simu Liu, who oh he did a oh my job. god, what a great. You know, I, I don't even give a damn that he's Marvel or not. I mean, that's a bonus for me because I'm a comic book nerd. But this was just a fun movie. And his, oh, yeah. Yeah. his uh, you know, you could tell that he was doing his own stunts and that he actually knows what he's doing. Yeah. And holy shit. Yeah. Uh, but Jen, uh, what'd you pick up this time around? Well, again, it's same. You know, I really appreciate... And for those of you who have never heard this podcast before, I am an action movie junkie, and I specifically like martial arts movies. Um, one of my favorites to this day is Tony Ja. Muay Thai, Anbach, just incredible, incredible stunt work. Um, and so I really appreciated the fact that they did take the care to really do fight choreography well. And you can tell that it's people who knew what they were doing. Um, and it wasn't just, you know, random and a nod to martial arts, but, you know. Right, it was it was the real thing. Right, yeah. Very well. And I think the, you know, on upon rewatching, I also appreciate that they took something that was very fantastical, you know, that was very... Um, Taolong was uh, uh, obviously fantasy, but they did it in such a way that it it was more like it was like the first time you watched Jurassic Park. Like you know, this is just not possible, but it's so real, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, that it just felt like you know, yes, everyone's in wonder and awe, but it's just like nature. It's just there. And I think they did a good job with that. You know, they made it special, but not like, so out there fantasy that it was had a, a feeling of you know, complete disbelief. Mm -hmm. Fair. I am going to step out and say I'm probably the only one here that wasn't really all that interested in this movie. Um, and I, I, it's hard for me to put a finger on what it was I didn't like about it, because I agree with everything everybody was saying. The martial arts were great. The cinematography was excellent. You know, the storyline, maybe it was the storyline. I'm not, like, we have just, you know, like, another kind of semi-orphan. I don't know if that's that's what did it for me or what. Um, but there's just something about the way everything came together was just, like, the last, I, I watched, I rewatched this on, I think it was Tuesday. Um, and I was nosing my phone most of the time. I, I'd look up and half the movie was over and I, didn't even really care. Like I wasn't bothering to like go back and rewind it. Be like, oh, I should really pay more attention to this. Um, it just, I don't know. And even like the first time I watched it, I didn't really have like any super excitement for it. Like I, I could analyze it and look at it and be like, this is all good stuff. But I just, for some reason, just did not really care. Hmm. Which you know, uh, it's going to hit different people differently. Yeah, so. I mean, not every, not every movie is for everybody. And usually, I love the martial arts stuff, the Asian culture stuff. I was one of the few people that actually really enjoyed Iron Fist right. from the Defenders. And this, for some reason, I just, I, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. 
Well, um, one of the things that we touched on earlier was the presence of a lot of uh, martial arts actors that that made an appearance in here. I mean, I don't think anybody can argue that Michelle Yeoh the last four years has just been killing everything. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Crazy rich, crazy rich Asian. She was on Star Trek Discovery. She's in Gunpowder Milkshake, Shang Chi, Everything Everywhere All at Once. She's gonna be in all the next Avatar movie. Uh, just killing it. And uh, my connection to uh, martial arts movies is more Amer- It's way more American. Um, so uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is probably the one that I most know, um, mm-hmm. other than like the Jackie Chan Rumble in the Bronx and, and all of those movies. Um, but obviously Michelle Yeoh's big American debut was kind of, in, well, it's where she became a name was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And I saw a lot of parallels between that and this, especially in the way they structured the fight scenes, um, mm-hmm. which um, was smart, I thought, because you can get the people like uh, Dan, like you and Jen, that are, uh, you know, martial art movie fanatics that, that have watched all of these other ones, the, the actual foreign films. But then you get the aspects that people can identify with here in the United States in the martial arts movies that have come since or or you know the the ones that actually hit here right. that aren't just gun fu um which tends to be more of an american uh lean towards that instead of like martial arts um yeah but I, don't don't down gun gun fu too much because uh john woo is one of my favorite yes film oh writers, yeah and tony long was in um one of one or two of my favorite of his so um there's definitely a lot to be said for gun food. Just don't, oh, don't ab- gun food, man. Absolutely. No. <laughs> um, one of the, one of the only um, Korean movies that I have watched is Infernal Affairs, which um, was the inspiration for Martin Scorsese to make The Departed. Yeah. Um, and I watched that um, and there's, there's some good gun food in that one. And so that's, that's, that's my little, my little crack in, but I have made, uh kind of a pledge that i want to go back and i want to watch a lot of these so like it man and um oh yeah uh it great yeah um a lot well and i want to go actually all the way back to kurosawa so i want to sit down and watch seven samurai and uh i was telling jen the other night my dad was big into some of them but he was more of a shogun person so mm. once a year we would sit down and spend four hours watching shogun uh <laughs> Shogun, the the book actually is where I got my extensive knowledge of the Japanese language. So, oh cool, uh, <laughs> everything I know, everything I know of Japanese comes from that, um, which is kind of sad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the by way of Michelle Yeoh, I wanted to bring in the structure of this movie, which even as a novice, um, this movie is structured as a. I, I was corrected. I will not call it a kung fu movie. Uh, it's a martial arts movie. Right. Um, and even while we watched it this time, I noticed, and I, I paid special attention, the words kung fu are only said once in this movie. It's at the very end when they're in the restaurant and it's said mm-hmm. by by Katie. Um, but they never refer to anything as kung fu uh, other true. than that one line, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, but the structure of this, is what I understand a typical martial arts foreign movie to be structured as the you know the the action happens on the on the beats um the quest you know you end with a gigantic uh uh martial arts scene um you know yeah, with chaos piece. right with chaos swirling around son and father um <laughs> Just and and I wanted uh, you and Jen to chime in on that and Bear too, if you as a general action movie junkie. Um, what did you think of the beats of this? Because I I I found it made me more interested in like martial arts movies. So um, I, I mean, I think that that the and this is something that I think the the Marvel Studios does well anyway is they jump right to the action. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. every uh, and, and the the opening beat, if you will, the opening fight scene in the bus is one of the most um, 
gorgeous. So amazingly done. And it, uh, so, so they jump right into it. And then every, every time after that, that Shang-Chi has to, uh, to fight, it is, it's always like, um, I'm trying to think of the word it's, it's on point, right? It is, it is, um, it's never contrived. It's never like, oh, now we have to throw in a fight scene. Right. Well, because they've already they've already established that in the beginning because the bus scene happens about 15 to 20 minutes in the beginning, and you've already established kind of the, the, you know, you've taken the three to five minutes for the story of the Ten Rings just to bring you up to speed. But then you yeah. spend 10, 10 minutes with Shang-Chi just living his life. Right. And, like, he seems like a normal Gen Z slacker dude. You know, with right. his friend who, credit, is not a love interest, even though you're like, in a typical movie, yeah, you'd be like, by the end of this, they're going to be. It's hard to say by the end of it exactly where their relationship is going. I will say yeah. that. You can't, you can't say one way or the other. Um, but yeah, no, the great thing about, and, and, and the, my, I think one of my favorite points in, certainly in the bus scene and possibly in the movie is the, the reveal, right? Yes, because he's just Sean and he's just this guy. But as soon as there's trouble, he takes a stance and he's right. ready. Well, and it's Katie. It's it's and, when it's when they Katie hit Katie. Says, what the fuck? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's Katie who says, "Does he look like he can fight?" And then they slap Katie, and that's when Sean's that like, "Triggers it." All yeah. right, let's go. It's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do this. Game um, on, motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. I just thought that that was that is um, that's a that's actually a pretty common trope in a lot of the uh, Hong Kong martial arts movies too. Is the guy just trying to be who he is, and some somebody starts roughing and messing with him, and boom, suddenly uh, he's um, you know he's punching their lights out in in a very stylized manner. Yeah. That's also kind of a it's something that's been brought into modern action movies more recent well. Um I've I've just for my own role playing game sake have started to develop a scenario for Savage World um that be like your action movie world where all of these are linked. So like John Wick, Atomic Blonde, Salt, nice. Nobody, um like a lot of these different modern action movies, but uh, we've been watching a lot of action movies to try and uh, try and get. I know it's so bad. More data. You're making me watch action. Movies. I know. Oh, man, I wish I was in your house. Right. I, wish I, was in your house. <laughs> I have I have a list of recommendations for you now. Oh yeah, we do. Found, Send we me your some, list. Yeah, we found some really excellent movies that we just they just passed us by, and uh, there's some really good ones out there that we can send on to you. Yes, absolutely. Because um, I'm the only one in my house who watches them. Oh my gosh, um, there are some really, really sometimes good Sometimes I can get, when, when he's home, sometimes I can get David to watch them. But um, The ones that I've found that not a lot of people have heard of, uh, Nobody, if you haven't seen that, that fantastic. So oh, I heard about that. Who's yeah. in that? What's the name? Um, that's uh, Odenkirk? Yes, yes, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, um, right, which surprises me because he's yes. a comedian. Oh my god. Hotel Artemis, if you haven't seen that. Oh, I don't know that one. It fits directly into the John Wick universe. It's Jodie Foster. And Dave Bautista. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, Kate was really good. Salt was an Angelina Jolie movie from a few years ago. I never saw it, but I heard of it. And and I don't like Angelina Jolie, and I love that movie. That movie was really good. Yeah. Peppermint. uh, Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. Um surprisingly fits into this movie and if it passed you by i wouldn't blame you but it, uh nick cage says it's one of the the movies it's in his top three movies he's ever made it's called pig and i still have to watch that one holy shit i, I, w- I wouldn't it. say that that's so much of an action movie but it's really worth watching it, it uh no it's that just the tension. Came out like last year right yes a couple years ago yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple years ago. it's the tension of that world yeah uh american ultra american ultra is amazing yeah, I have heard of it. Never, never got a chance to watch it. But... Uh, Six Underground was the most. Recent. Oh, I like that one. Oh no, The Protege. The Protege. That the, one was really. The good. The Protege is Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, uh, who else is in that? I'm blanking. Um. Uh. Oh, he was Bullseye. The yes. Irish actor. 
Oh, um, Farrell. Farrell. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. Colin Farrell, right. Yeah. Super Interesting. good. Interesting. Well, send me the list because I, will. I, will. I want to now. Now, see, I get inspired to announce these, you know, we're going to have a movie day. We're yes. going to have a movie day. But nobody yes. ever, I know, I'm, I'm terrible about scheduling things. So it never happens. Um, like I, I've been planning for years to have a Thin Man movie festival. Oh, I um, want to do that. Let's do and, that. I'm and, in. Yeah, but it's never yeah. happened because I suck at planning. Um, Maybe the next time now I want to have an action movie day. Yeah, next time we're coming out to Chicago for no reason. We'll, we'll <laughs> plan an action movie day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be fantastic. Then it becomes you going to Chicago for a reason. Well, yes. <laughs> no, no other reason. Right. But right. really, do you need another reason? No, no. I'm, no, I'm happy exactly. to rewatch all of those movies and watch other people's reactions to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed Gunpowder Milkshake, for instance, uh, just as yeah. one that came out recently. And um, as much as I thought it was likely to be idiotic, the John Wick series turned into um, so good. something so really good. amazing, uh, in yeah. part because of the lore. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and that's the other thing is is this this world that I'm kind of building in. I threw in Fast and Furious because okay. I Another as somebody series. yeah, as somebody who has watched every single one of them except for Tokyo Drift, which close enough. Uh those movies are goddamn ridiculous, but right. they fit perfectly into a ridiculous action movie world. Yeah. Absolutely. So, the the physics the logistics the world all makes sense if you yeah well or lack of uh it took till the fifth movie for jen to not be able to take it anymore and at one scene jumped off the couch pointed at the television screen and yelled physics <laughs> no no bad, physics. bad physics bad physics there are um, laws that you cannot break um that's a series that I have not watched. I watched the the spin-off one with uh Idris Elba and Yes. Um, yeah, that was good. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw, which I thought was great. It was just so much fun. And it's it's again, that's a series that I want to go back and watch and just have not because I'm a completist, so I have to be able to watch them in order from one to seventy yeah, three. Watch or the third one seriously. Well, three's gonna be rough. It's rough. Uh we watched just the cinema sins on it and that yeah. was bad enough. <laughs> 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 so Jen, thoughts on the the right, structure? Back to Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah. Back to the movie, <laughs> the movie we were talking about of the movie of, of Shang Chi. Yeah, because we were talking about it as we were watching it. And just the beats were very interesting. Yeah. Um. I I don't know where you're going with that. Uh, just <laughs> did you ever feel yourself pulled out of the movie? I mean, I I thought about this. I thought walking into the club and Wong and Abomination are having a fight. Somehow they made a club that makes that just like, oh, yeah, of course this is happening. Right. Yeah, the, uh, I'm sorry. I, I know you asked Jen this, but there was there was two things that kind of pulled me out of the Shang-Chi part of the universe. That was one of them seeing, seeing Wong in there, even though they made it work. Ultimately, the first glimpse when you realize, oh, wait, that's Wong uh, and the Abomination fighting. Um, the second one was when they brought Ben Kingsley back in. And his little furry pal, Morris. <laughs> Morris, um, his little yeah. furry pal was kind of entertaining, I thought. Yeah. Uh, it was entertaining, but it's like, oh, do we need a cute mascot toy tie-in here? Um, You're watching just, Disney. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, and it was, it was, it was a. I guess in the end, it turned into a kind, a kind of cute tension reliever in some respects. Mm -hmm. Um. And and I was, uh, you know, they they introduced the whole Ben Kingsley as the fake Mandarin in um, Iron Man, whatever, three. and that <laughs> three, three, right? No, seventy two. Um, and yes, three. It was three. And so, and they had and that's when they introduced the ten rings, right? Mm -hmm. And so it kind of made sense to have him in there, especially if you saw the short where they take him out of prison. Prison, yeah. Um. And and so it's nice that you know oh he's not dead after all blah blah blah, um, but it's like does he need to be here? Did he add anything to the movie? And I'm not sh I'm still not 100 percent sure he did. Right, because you already have Aquafina as the comedic relief. Right, and 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 Trevor really didn't do anything except translate for Morris. 
I mean, it, it seemed like, okay, we need to get him back in to tie this into what we've done previously in the MCU. But it, other than that, I don't think his character served much of a purpose. I would agree with that. And let me ask, because I just thought of this, and, and movie guy Barry, you can jump in on this. Would it have been as grating or as, as you know, as pulling you out if Trevor had been played by a lesser known actor than ben fucking kingsley <laughs> oh no i think i think the fact that it was um would it have been less likely to pull me out it would have made it would have been more jarring let's say i agree i think it would have been more jarring and i because think it's it would like be why do we need to see this guy What's yeah that? it would be less entertaining right, right. more well, jarring yes. like, less entertaining because ben kingsley ben sir ben kingsley <laughs> right right <laughs> right then it's I, like uh, why do we need to see this guy again but at least when it's Ben Kingsley, it's like, oh, okay, they they wanted to get Ben Kingsley again because he's Ben Kingsley, um, and that makes sense. No, I personally think that honestly, like I I love Ben Kingsley in it. I think he was perfect for the role. Yeah. How he, you put the you put the starving artist, you know, the starving actor in there, and it's just like I was just you know, and he's just kind of like I'm just a hippie, and I happened along, and they said they needed this part for an acting. Of course, I'm a great actor. You know, you can ask my mother. And you know he's <laughs> right. just he's just a con man, really. And this so it was the perfect you know role within a role for this yeah. for this actor he did it really well. I don't um, know that it was necessary for the story, but he did it really uh, well. No, I don't. But actually, now the more more we sit here and talk about it, I think I realized what um, made this movie like less interesting for me is I think it was the fact that the the difference between everything that's going on in like present day stuff as opposed to everything that's flashbacks mm. could have almost been two different movies. Absolutely. Like they were so like everything between those scenes was so disparate that right. I just, it, it just, it, that, that pulled me out of everything. Like now that I'm looking back on the last time I watched it, I was paying attention every time we actually had Shang-Chi and Aquafina running around doing crazy stuff. Yeah, you know, Wong pops up with Abomination. I took all that in stride. I'm like, okay, we're just rolling in the current universe. That's how this works. And right. then suddenly we're back in, you know, in the in the flashbacks and the historical parts. And it's just like, this is just dull, I think, see, by comparison. Okay, so see, I have a different view of those flashbacks, which is those flashbacks were a mechanism for... Well, first of all, there were some reveals in it, right? There were reveals sure. about how she died, how his mother died, and how, you know, what all happened. But also, it's all going into what made Shang-Chi's father the way he is. And so what it did was it teased a potential redemption, right? Sure. All of those things were explaining why he was so damaged, why he was the way he was. The fact that at some point he had given up the Ten Rings so that he could have a family, and then that was taken from him, and that twisted him. But it also definitely teased the the sort of I mean, it's a it's a very Marvel redemption, right? At the very end, where he sort of says, you know, okay, yeah, I I screwed this up, and now I'm 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 going to let you go and do the th the heroic thing you need to save the world and then I'm going to die as a result. Right. Sure. Well, or I died before. Well, he died, <laughs> before the he died thing, to yeah. give up the rings, right? He mm -hmm. he basically he said to Shang-Chi, you know, go go and go and fix this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and and so I I mean I think all those all those flashbacks served to um uh build into the 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 relationship between Shang-Chi and his father and um, the potential redemption arc that ultimately kind of happened. So I, I, I see it similarly, but I added a different level now that I'm thinking about it and analyzing. From the beginning, we start with the Ten Rings, sure. which is a fantastical story. Sure. Um, then we go to modern day. We spend time with Shang or with Sean. Uh, and he's going through his day-to-day -day life, mm -hmm. and it's modern, and it's our modern MCU, because there's, you know, Iron Man references, and there's, you know, all this other stuff. Sure. Busting happens. Okay. Something's going on. Now Sean has to explain the rest of the story to Katie. 
We go back because now it's fantastic. We basically go back. It's it's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's a like you said. It's a totally different movie. Yeah. It's a different tone, but importantly to me, it is foreign action martial arts movie versus modern action movie, and both exist within the same movie. I think that's actually genius. I because eventually you're getting to the end uh, spectacle, which is a combination of both. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I get that. And I guess it's somewhere in my mind, like, those are two, even though the modern action movie had several, you know, the modern parts had several of the, your typical, you know, like, Kurosawa-style action movie beats, Mm -hmm. because we've got the training montage, we've got the, you know, we've got the fight scenes, we've got the... Um, uh, the redemption right. arc in there a little bit. You know, we've got all that, all those buildups. We've just got a more modern take on them. I think somewhere between the two, like different halves of my brain, they just didn't want to cross. Right. And I was like, I enjoy these I, for being this, and I enjoy these for being this, and there the two shall meet. You got chocolate in my peanut butter, right? And, and, I, and I wasn't, I wasn't down with the chocolate and the peanut butter at that point in time. I usually kept my chocolate and my peanut butter separate. So. Right. Nope. Totally understood. I, I, and and. We, when we saw this in the theater, we walked out, and it took me a little while to kind of get my grips on how I felt about it. Because, again, I don't have that martial arts movie background, but I identified that there was something in there that I did not resonate with. And as we've watched more of these modern action movies, I've seen a lot more elements of that. And this was... Because the MCU is an ever-evolving, everything's got to be something, right? So Ant-Man is... Is, is a heist movie. Sure. And Guardians of the Galaxy is a space opera. Yep. And uh, Captain America has been a war movie, then a spy movie. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. this was Marvel's martial arts movie. Um, and it's, I found it to be, surprisingly, as the more I look at it, a celebration of martial arts cinema and the history of it. Because, you know, having... Uh, uh, Michelle Young and, and Tony Liu and all these other well-known, well-established uh, Asian martial arts artists in there, but then also introducing Simu Liu, who um, yeah. actually had pestered people on Twitter to make him Shang-Chi. Nice. Um, and then you bring in Aquafina, who is one of the best-known American Asian comedians. Um just the combination of all those things is not only a celebration of Asian culture, but specifically a celebration of Asian cinema. Um, yeah. You know, you have like half the cast of Crazy Rich Asians in this movie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's what I fucking loved about it. So I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. So if Guardians of the Galaxy is a space opera and Shang-Chi is a celebration of Asian cinema and and so on and so forth, and what, what the ever-living fuck was Eternals? <laughs> Regrettable. <laughs> right? A terrible, terrible error. <laughs> what's, the, what's the author, my dad read his stuff, what's the author that all of his books like starts with a crack in earth in 10,000 BC, and somehow that crack in the earth somehow affects things in his, I want to say Robert Jordan, but I don't think that's right. Uh, no, Robert Jordan was uh, real, real, was time. real time. No, yeah. no. Anyway, it's it's one of those like it's a dad book, is what Eternals <laughs> <Okay>. is. <laughs> Michael Crichton. Yeah, Michael Crichton. Uh, Michael is another, Crichton. Yeah, yeah, kind of like uh, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, no, it's interesting because because yes, this was a uh, I guess this was Marvel's Asian cinema tribute slash homage. But at the same time, it was very much an American action, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it it had the big um the 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 almost Deus Ex Machina of the dragons fighting, you know, at the end. Although it didn't. I mean, it was nice that that was not the the key to winning. Right. Was the dragon? I mean, it helped, right? But but um, the dragon did need to be saved. Right. And then exactly. you have your big Katie moment in that, yes. which is awesome. Yeah. I also felt a lot of anime beats in Absolutely. the movie too, because you always have the great big ugly monster at the end. Like you know, ninety <laughs> percent of anime out there, it's always just 
going further and further and further until you've got the giant monster at the end. Razor Fist is 1,000% an anime character. Right. See, and I'm not an anime guy, so I yeah, wouldn't I'm not either. have known that. No, no. I, you know um, more about it than it's a non-anime guy. Sure. <laughs> that, that is true. But I, I kept, I mean, when I was rewatching it, I kept looking at Razor Fist, and, and I know he's not, but he reminded me a lot of Wes Chatham, who played uh, Amos on The Expanse. Um I don't know if you watch The it. Expanse, but he—it's it, just a physical resemblance. Um, well, but, Jen kept saying that she had seen him in something, and I looked up—he has not been in a lot. No, he reminds me of another actor, and I don't know—I can't see. That's the thing. He reminded me of Wes Chatham from The Expanse, but uh, yeah, no, he's—it uh, was—it was definitely a very, for me at least, it was definitely a very Marvel moment when he you know, the, the giant machete comes out of his forearm. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a very comic book kind of, uh, uh, moment. Very. And the fact that, you know, oh, it cuts through everything. Like, like it's a hot knife through butter is definitely a, um, comic book concept that. So did you see the Creed movies? Creep? Creed. Creed? No, I did not. Okay. Cause he plays Victor Drago in the newer. He plays Drago's son, the new uh, Creed movie. I did movies. not see them. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I'm going to go around to everybody, and I'm going to ask what you thought of Razor. Then, I'm going to tell you about a news article that just came out today that I read at breakfast. Okay. And see if it changes your mind on Razor Fist. So, uh, I, we've heard a little bit from you, Dan, but generally the character... Because you were just saying, did Trevor really need to be in there? Did Razor Fist really need to be in there? Yeah, I I don't know. I think Razor Fist was there for uh, I I I I don't want to speculate, but it's yeah. like he's the non-Asian fighter tough guy, right? In in this very Asian martial arts approach, he's the. I mean, if you go back to even like Enter the Dragon, right, with Bruce right. Lee. There's always someone from America or Europe or something who has a different fighting style. Was that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yes, Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar, exactly. Um, <laughs> and Chuck Norris. Um, and is is there in in part to be foiled by the martial arts? But also in this case, I think he was not just that, right? He was, he was uh, as as much as a henchman can be. He was a developed henchman. Um, and then they gave him the car, the Razor Fist vehicle, which was kind of a little bit of comic relief, right? This guy owns this car. Of course he does. Um, and he's got his name painted on the side of the car or his nickname, I guess. Right. He's probably, he's probably well, not on the license. He's got a Razor vanity Fist Johnson. plate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Razorfish yeah. Razor Jones, Jones over here. <laughs> um, I don't think he Debbie took the me bag. out of the film, though. He didn't take me out of the film. I thought he was, he fit into that role of the non-Asian guy involved in the martial arts competition kind of sequence or se uh, uh, scenario. Jen? Yeah, I, the first time we saw the movie, I was, I kind of felt like, why is this dude here? You know, what, what is, what is the point of this dude? Why is he the, you know, number, you know, the, the Lieutenant, you know, the top dude, the odd job, why is he the here job, right? He is um, the odd job. for him to, you know, in the middle of battle to be like, Oh, Hey, no, you, you guys are right. I'm going to fight with you. But the second time I watched it, you know, there was a little more, I'm not, I hesitate to say the word nuance to the character. <laughs> um, but, you know, you get the, you get the sense that, you know, that there, the, one of the reasons that he may have been w where he was, was maybe, you know, because of fighting with this dude or he lost his hand and was given yep. this thing. And, and so that's why his loyalties were in that direction, right. but then fighting right. with um, the villagers back to where he, um, but that's not what you're asking. <laughs> but, but unlike, unlike other henchmen, right. There might, right. there's, there's a hint that there is a backstory there. Right. Well, and the fact that all of the guys, when he's like, okay, change of plans, we're now fighting with them against these things. And everyone listened to well, him. Well, it's it's kind of he was also like the second lieutenant, the first lieutenant being the person in the kabuki mask. Right. And mask, yeah. 
yeah, the first person that's taken by the dragons that has their soul sucked out is, is the, the first, first lieutenant. lieutenant. Is yeah. that guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I didn't notice until the second watch through. So I was like, yeah, where does this guy go? And I'm like, Right, so he got oh. a field promotion. So <laughs> yes. Razor Fist got a yeah. field promotion and then he got to make that decision. Right. Um when, when he realized that, oh, maybe maybe we're you know, maybe we're, we need to fight these bad things first. Are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever really got to that point. No. Uh, yeah. but but he was definitely he was working for the dad and then he said well wait if 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 we keep doing what what if we keep going down that path we're all dead so right maybe, yes. maybe we should readjust uh i personally think that I, or, uh, razor fist is that's where i actually came up with the idea that you know this has got some anime beats to it is cuz mm -hmm. he is literally i can picture him literally being like snipped straight out of things like um Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist or Outlaw, not Outlaw Star, um, Trigun, or even something like um, Cowboy Bebop. Like, mm -hmm. he's totally just like, I could cut him out of one of those animes and paste him into this movie, and he fits perfectly. Yeah. Right. Which is also the same way that I feel about, you know, having Wong and Abomination in there. It's just like, listen, this is a big enough universe where just random shit happens, and the characters... You know, it's just stuff that's in, you know, the background for them. It's kind of, you know, it ties things together, but it's not really part of the overall plot. I will say for fans of this show, uh, if you have not watched She-Hulk yet, as we're recording this, it's still coming out weekly. Uh, your payoff to Wong and Abomination happens in the She-Hulk I mean, show. Yeah, I've only watched the first episode. So. Oh, it's so With two ends in a Y, and it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the thing that I read today is that there were two deleted scenes uh, for Shang-Chi that they're just about to release. Uh, on. And the first one happens at dinner uh, when they're after they arrive at the compound, and they're all having dinner. Originally, Razor Fist is at the table with them having dinner. Tell me he cuts and him and like, him and uh, Sean. Something I don't or... know. I didn't watch. Oh, you haven't watched him yet. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. This is just text that I read. Oh. Um, Sean and him get into it, and uh, the dad basically says, "You two need to get along," and that's the first hint. And then you get his backstory, which is that he was uh, without an arm, uh, and Tony Liu's character found him, or Tony, sorry, Young. Long, uh, his Long. character found yeah. him, brought him in, and, and and adopted him. So he is Sean's adoptive brother. Ah, uh, okay. So there's a lot more kind of background, and it also explains, you know, his devotion and the yeah. fact that another child in that fight turned on the dad. <laughs> um, which right, he was. I think. Out then. Yes, I think it it adds a lot more interesting yeah. elements to that character. I also understand why they cut it out because yeah. sure you know sure it i think that i mean sad to say it would be confusing for american audiences right. um it would yeah i think i think uh but yeah so does that change our your feelings on razor fist no <laughs> no i i mean if anything it kind of confirms in some ways what i thought about razor fist which is that he has a backstory there's something there yeah, that we just don't know, and and it's not a backstory that is sufficient to create a whole right. Uh, obviously, a whole movie, but obviously not even a whole scene about. Um, but I could see, I could see that if they had like the time, they could have put in the flashback to his background. Um, and and it would not have been completely out of uh out of sync with the rest of the movie. I think it's a good deleted scene. Yeah. It's, it's, it yeah. falls yeah. perfectly okay. in that realm of, oh, this is a fun little added. Okay. It's definitely something they another... should have filmed. But... No, well, but I think that there's good reason for them cutting it. Because both of his legitimate children, or not legitimate, but his <laughs> own children. His actual children. Would think about how much further that would ostracize them yeah. from their parent if he right. had taken the time to adopt this other person and then right. sent him to kill him right. and that yeah right both his children had run away right, right. and he so, let them because he says he's always known where they were right right 
he wanted to so, see but he also, what they made of themselves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's interesting that because because there's definitely a feeling in the movie that he's kind of a throwaway mini boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and it would have been interesting if they had left in the things that made him a little more than. That. It does give motivation a lot more motivation to the bus fight though. Yeah. Right. Why he's coming at at Sean as, as big as and bad so hard, as he is, right? Because everything he wants, Sean has and still it, has. Yeah. Right. Even and is entitled to. Right. Throwing right. it away. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. No, I like that. But it makes me want to know more about the Kabuki mask dude. Yeah. Like, how, why was he the number one yeah. lieutenant? What? Not Kabuki. What was the thing that you said, Dan? I, I didn't say not that. not Kabuki mask. Was it a different type of mask? No, I don't. I don't think. So. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I think Sorry. you made that up. I, I, I did. That. I, I probably did. Um, uh, although I would like to see from the creator of uh, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw is Shang Chi's uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy's Razor Fist and T. <laughs> 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 Just a space buddy cop. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Um, they have some contract in there. Yeah, or the clause in their contract that they have to hit each other the exact same amount of times, which was a clause that Dwayne the Rock Johnson and uh, Vin Diesel had in there. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Vin Diesel behind the scenes. If you get into Fast and Furious, he's a, he's, he's a fucking lunatic. He's like, I made this franchise, and everybody else comes in and they're more famous than me. We're like, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, which well, is why, yeah, which is why Jason Statham and The Rock are no longer in the main Fast and Furious because they got more they, famous. They outshadowed. Out, out, yes. They overshadowed him. Interesting. Yes. Upstaged. And, and Helen Mirren. Well, Helen Mirren is still in. She was in the last one. Helen Mirren insisted, watched up to five, and then insisted she was in Fast and the Furious. And people went, are you going to tell Helen Mirren no? (laughs) Yeah, really. Dame Helen Mirren. Right. Jen's uh, who Jen wants to be when she grows up. Yep. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I got to tell you, though, I mean, not not that we want to go off on a tangent about Helen Mirren. But, I mean, we've got off on a tangent about just about everything else. That's true. <laughs> I have to say, Helen Mirren was one of the great actors who uh, abased themselves to be part of Bob Guccione's Caligula. It's true. Um, and and I find that is a um, disappointing black mark on several actors' um, sheets. Uh, John yeah, Keel, but at, at the same time, she she's like, like I've seen interviews with Shocks about it. She's like, yeah, and moving on. Yeah, that's like, true. She's that's like, true. yeah. I, just she's also done interviews where she's like, I like to fuck. <laughs> Smile. I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. Um, so. So back to uh, Shang Chi. Any, any other? Uh, that's any... the first time we've gone, you know, off on such a tangent that we went as far as Caligula, but um, <laughs> we're gonna shock uh, that one maybe up the right here. Talking. Maybe I mean, so I think that that it's interesting to me that the the whole Ten Rings story and the whole backstory of Shang Chi and his father and his history is loosely parallel to, but very different from what's in the comic books. Yes. And um, I am I I, I kind of have this worry that despite the fact that at the end of Shang Chi there's a thing that says the Ten Rings will return, I feel like I don't know what they plan to do with it next and i'm concerned that they don't really have an idea and that it may just be one of those things that fades into obscurity and nothingness well uh or they'll give them to the eternals to maybe boost up both series yeah. <laughs> uh yeah because i mean i thought i thought you know it would be great to see another shang chi movie i think there, there is be. there is yeah. there is a second one i know that's already is, been confirmed but, but okay good so likely that will be the, the furthering of the Ten Rings. Well, and I'm curious to see how they do it because they had, uh, was it the end? They had Bruce. And oh, yeah. They had the people. Bruce and, the, and, uh, and Carol and Danvers. And uh, looking Wong, at the rings, yeah. Looking at the Captain rings. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Captain Marvel's like, I got to go get my number from Bruce. Bruce's like, she Bruce does. Says, I, don't I don't have her number. Have her number. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean, I think that would be great. 
I'm I'm wondering if they really and maybe they do if they're already filming that would be great. Um, where where they're going to take that story and how they're going to tie it into the rest of the MCU, especially if Carol Danvers. Well, that's what I'm saying is they're I'm pretty sure that they're going because the ten rings, the finger rings, the Mandarin had were alien tech, and right. I think that that's where they're going is that the rings which would be great are alien, which would be great. Um. Maybe Although I have to say, I'm really looking forward to <laughs> Captain Marvel meeting Ms. Marvel. Um, yes, in the Marvels. In the Marvels, which I think, uh, yeah. I See, this is what I mean when I'm so uncritical about Marvel MCU. I just love all of it. Yeah, um, and, and I, I'm the same way. I like, I'm like, oh yeah, that could be a flaw if I fucking cared. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. People are coming up with like, oh, but they this is bad and this is not the way things should have been. And I'm, I'm like, uh, no, this is, this is exactly what it is. This is the MCU, you and I love it right. for this reason. She hopes um, she didn't break the fourth wall. Yes, she fucking should. Cause she <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us once again. This was, this was fun. And, and yes, we got to make that uh, action movie day happen. I intend to, um, but of course, intentions, really right. get me only so far well um, and if you check your your uh, facebook messenger yeah there's there's what there's i list. have watched that is in world and what i need to watch or rewatch to see if it belongs so I'm, that's my... i'm looking to see which ones of these i've seen um i've seen john wick atomic bomb blah, blah, blah. yeah i've seen several of them and and missed several others i um, still for my money all i want is either like a tra teaser trailer or like an end credit scene where we've got this action movie thing set up and you've got, you know, Jason Bourne gets into a fight with a dude, <laughs> uh, takes him out, starts rifling through his pockets, finds a John, you know, a John Wick coin. Right. Oh. Right. That would be awesome. <laughs> and then just, you know, pulls it out. He's got it in his hand. The camera zooms in on the coin in his hand, fade out, done. All right. Yep. I'm yep. in. Oh. I see you've got Hannah on this list. I love that. No. Mm -hmm. Did you see the TV show? No. Oh my God. It was really good. It was like, so it was by the same guy. And it's like, what would this guy do if he had, instead of having a two hour movie, had a TV series? Oh, cool. And it's, it's really good. And the, the girl they got playing Hannah is excellent. The one thing that's on here, you've got hard boiled, but you don't have the killer. Speaking oh, of genre okay. movie. I will um, add that. Chow Yun Fat and Tony Leung, um, and it's uh, it's solid gun fu John Woo. It's well, feel great. free to to respond uh, with more movies to add to that list because yeah, if I have it, any, I mean, there's a lot of a lot on here I want to see, so um, <laughs> I will definitely. This is too much for one day. We have to have like a week. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, we'll we'll go through what you have not seen because I will rewatch any of these. They were, it yeah, they were joy I, to watch. Even what I have not seen is like a week here, um, <laughs> at, least, at least two or three days. I'll say that. Um, but I'm looking forward to trying to find the watching them. Cool. Well, everyone, please tune in in two weeks when we will be doing Harley Quinn, the HBO Max cartoon, uh, and one of Jen's passions. <laughs> oh, I love that cartoon. It's so good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Ron Funches as King, King Shark. Shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but until then, take it away, Vandello.
I see. 